Welcome to the Ruckman Podcast, the podcast which aims to inspire action to test and further the limits of your resilience through physical challenges. We do this by talking to individuals with incredible stories and discussing the powerful benefits that pushing your limits has on your health, well-being and overall quality of life. If you'd like to be notified about new podcast releases, then be sure to hit the subscribe button below. And if you take any value from this podcast, please be sure to give us the thumbs up or leave us a review. I'm Terry Rosman, Rockman founder, and today we are joined by Grant and Lena, founders of the Dawnstalkers. I hope you enjoy. Oh, right, guys. Yeah, we're live. This is live now. <laughs> Not live to the whole world, just live recording. So don't worry. I was going to say. <laughs> hey, Terry. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. So today we're, we're joined by Lena and Grant, the two founders of the Dawnstalkers. So guys, you're probably going to do much better than me at describing what the Dawnstalkers is and what it's all about. In one minute or less, what is the Dawnstalkers? Who wants to answer that? Who goes first? <laughs> Go on. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well. So this is Lena, by the way. I'm Lena. This um, is, this, she definitely is not Grant. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, not, no, that's not me. Um, what's Dawnstalkers? We are a big inclusive community of crazy people who go in the sea every morning at sunrise time because it's the nicest way to start the day. That was 15 well, seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, that's 15 seconds. Well, that, that was well under. But like, I, I obviously got that to join you guys for the first time um, on Saturday, was it? Saturday morning. And it's, it's, it's awesome. It's such an awesome buzz. I think you had easily had about 50, 60 people come and go while I was there. Yeah, um, it's and crazy. Um, we are, yeah, we are, yeah, as you said, 50 on a, on a weekend. I think it's normal now, even though it's still, it still looks like mental. Um, but yeah, we, we've also we've also had like even more because Saturday wasn't even a nice day, was it? It was just grey and I think it even rained a bit. Um, so if if the sunrise is actually visible, we easily get about get over hundred people down there. And um, yeah, we've we've been doing that for a year now, um, or just nearly a year now. And um, yeah, numbers just good. We never expected anything like that. We never expected that to get so big. Um, but yeah, it's just like, as you say, it's the natural buzz. It's like you come out and it's just, it's just amazing. You feel awesome afterwards. And um, yeah, it really is the best day to start, the best way to start the day. Well, I don't think we've given it justice yet because we've, we've just mentioned that people go down for a dip in the sea. I think people, the listeners need to appreciate what sort of temperatures are we talking? It's, it's bloody freezing. <laughs> so what's this? We're, we're in it's February the 1st. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. It, it was. I think sea temperatures measured at six yesterday. Six yeah. degrees. So six point something. <laughs> but, yeah. That's really cold. So I mean, <laughs> that's my my second question has to be why. <laughs> that's a good one. Grant, go on. You started that. Um. So that well, <laughs> the why. I was definitely searching for something. Um. I was, I was during lockdown, wandering down the seafront to get coffee, doing the dog walk. Um, saw someone go in the sea. Uh, just one person, uh, fairly, uh, in, yeah, fairly much solitude. I guess we weren't meant to meet people, particularly. Uh, and I was looking to level up dry January, effectively. 
So I, I and I, I guess it's in reaction to being restricted, a way to do something that felt um, at odds with itself, um, something sort of out there, it, it, you know, in, in the realms of it felt extreme when you couldn't do very much. Um, and I think I, I started out um, to, the aim was to do five out of seven days five out of seven for a week in January or for, for the full month in January, but five and seven days. I think they ever ended up dropping three days because it just became I'm quite obsessive compulsive maybe, but, but it also, it, it's really addictive. So, hmm. and it, it, you come out buzzing. It is, there is a cold water high. So hmm. I wasn't, uh, yeah, wasn't drinking, but wanted to do that more. <laughs> and uh, and then at some point along that, well, it, about this time last year, I met Lena. Uh, she said, I've been in once, can I come again with you? So we were two, and then we were three, and then seven or eight, then 12, and then <laughs> so, somewhere, I don't know what we are now, but, you know, upwards of 30 people every day. Well, that, that's why I wanted to get you guys on because I've been watching it sort of grow over the last year and it really has become this huge movement, especially in Panath. But it's, I, I know there's other groups doing it, not, you know, not necessarily under the Dawnstalkers umbrella or, or banner, but there's, there's one in Swansea, I know, that where people are starting to go down. I don't know if they've been influenced by you or what, but um, it seems to be this growing community, this growing thing. I think um, that people cold, are getting cold water swimming, in. wild swimming. It, it's been growing for a number of years. I mean, Blue Tits are probably the biggest swimming group worldwide. Uh, they've been doing it for quite some time. Sorry, just giggling at the name. Right, just... Yeah, well, but I, so I don't know where, where we... Again, what's different about us slightly is our demographic. But then I think the demographic of, of wild swimming is changing. It's, become, it's certainly become more uh, mainstream. People are aware of it. And I guess, you know, in reaction, again, to lockdown, to being contained, people wanted to get out. Mm. And what can you do on the doorstep? I mean, particularly in South Wales, but maybe all over the UK, we're uh, effectively an island. So there's some body of water near us somewhere. I'll tell you what I related to with it is when I, when I got out, because I went in with you, Grant, didn't I? I managed, um, what was it, eight minutes or something like that, eight minutes. And it's, I've only managed three minutes in my cold water barrel in the garden, but I managed to do eight minutes with you. And I think that's because you're with people, you're watching, you know, the sunrise, there's things going on, it's little distractions. I remember you were telling me a story actually at the time <laughs> and, and it really helped. I was like so engrossed in what you're saying, you're not thinking about the pain. But when I got out, it was the same adrenaline buzz I'd say you'd call it as running say a half marathon or a marathon but you you condense it you condense that right down into sort of five to ten minutes in the sea and to get the same feeling do you think that's got something to why people are going in for me absolutely for sure I mean if, that, if that's what runners high is like then um, mm. I'm, I'm not I'm not particularly keen on running <laughs> 
<laughs> Lena enjoys it slightly it. more than I do. <laughs> um, but we went, we went running with the running punks. Um, again, community connection. And I had, I had no idea that their Sunday run is 10K. <laughs> and uh, I was expecting like a 5K park run, not having run for quite some time. And never be particularly good at it. Got there. of course I had to front it out because I, you know, all this bravado turned up. These are the dawn stalkers. <laughs> I think it ended up ten and a half k, and I was ruined. But you did it. You we totally smashed it. Yeah, I had to walk like John Main Wayne for about four days after. Ten ten k off the bat. <laughs> but I guess that I, I think I couldn't have done that had it not been for getting in the sea every day. Yeah, and that, that you know, absolutely for sure, there is no way I'd have completed it in one in one go without having had that kind of, I guess, I don't know what you call it, training, but conditioning. Yeah. What are you being conditioned to? <laughs> like, go on, sorry. Well, <laughs> is it the pain? I'm conditioning other people. Well, uh, is it uncomfortable? It, it but it, I mean, reducing inflammation. I, I'd also, um, I'm still not drinking alcohol, so I'm 13, 13 months in. Um, but that's so less lactic acid in my system, um, reduced inflammation, uh, probably physically healthier than I'd been in a long time for getting in every day. So uh, being active every day. So if you were going to run 10K off the cuff, that was the condition to do it in. Not the- yeah, and we've got a couple of um, guys, James Joseph, um, who introduced us to um, the running punks guys. He he was training for marathons, and he he reckoned after his first couple of um, dips, swims, he put in his best, um, I think best ten k time, straight off the bat. So you know, it definitely it's got something, got something for it. So Lena, do you do you run then at all? And and how do how do you relate it to the swimming? I, I don't wanna I don't wanna call myself a runner. I do oh. run in summer when it's it's nice outside. You know, I'm a fair definitely fair weather runner and I, I don't like it in the winter. I don't like breathing in the cold air because I'm a bit asthmatic. So it's just that it's like when the weather's nice and I feel up for it, I'll I'll go for a run and um and same as Brand, I, I started I I ran with James a few times. And I, after, I don't know when, when that was, but after months of sea dipping and my first run again, after like probably two and a half, three years, I smashed 10K straight away. Um, next run I did, because I was like, oh my God, it feels like superpower. I can actually just do that now, now without dying because I never was a good runner. Um, next one was 13K. And then I think the next one was 15, just like that. And then I stopped it because I got distracted and did something else. Weather got bad and now I'm a bad runner again. You know, I'll, I'll get, I guess it comes back maybe in the summer. Um, but yeah, it definitely did help. Like I've, I've, as I say, I've never been a good runner. Like mm. really not. I, I had just, I struggled to not stop um, running within like 15 minutes. If I did 15 minutes back to back running without walking, I was like chuffed. Um, so that was my max and most of the time I couldn't do 15 minutes. And yeah, last year I just, I just tried it. And so um, as Grant says, it definitely is something about having a healthy routine, being out more. Obviously, I walk to the seafront, so I get my steps in at the morning at six o'clock or in the summer at three o'clock, you know. So it's definitely something about having a consistent life, like um, active lifestyle um, that yeah plays into I can suddenly run. <laughs> we, we heard Grant's reason for why he started running, uh, yeah. not running, 
<laughs> cold water, cold water swimming, or cold water dipping. Um, what, 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 what drew you to it? Why did you get um, involved? So, Grand started in January, and I started in February, and I didn't know Grand at this point. Funnily enough, funnily enough, um, and I have a quite similar reason, and I guess that applies to loads of people at the moment. You know, we were back in, last February. We were back in like another lockdown that started at Christmas I think wasn't it and it just went on for ages and it just felt like it was never ending and weather was horrible because it was winter and it was just I just felt bad <laughs> um I was I'm I was an au pair at this point so um I was looking after three kids who didn't go to school who wanted to go to school who didn't want to be locked in a house anymore so I had to homeschool two of them and they were at this point two four and six I think so um it was quite intense to say the least um and you know they are an amazing family but does that doesn't change the fact that being stuck in the house with a family with three kids that are not your own and living in the same house where you're working as well it was just very intense um and I just yeah I just didn't feel right and I went I went in the sea on one Saturday morning with with a friend um as a like a little bit lot of a oh let's do something weird right let's do something crazy um I was like this is going to be a one-off I'm not going to buy, buy a wetsuit for once going in the sea um I'm just going to do it in a bikini whatever um I think it lasted 30 seconds it was super choppy as well um super cold it was it, it was, was really rough that, that day I actually it was, remember it was really rough that day and it was snowing that day as well. Like it was really cold. Um, and I went in and I was just like, I suddenly felt so amazing. And I came out and I was like, I was jumping. I was really buzzing. And my friends were like, what was that? What the fuck? And I was like, I want to do this again. And they were like, no thanks. And I was like, what do you mean? I want to do this again. And they were like, no, I'm not doing this again. And I was like, but I can't do this alone. <laughs> like. Um, whatever we went um, to get a coffee in the middle of the esplanade um, where you you've met Peter haven't you um, yep. from store coffee so Peter was in the middle of the esplanade I went there I was on the left side of the pier and Grant came from the right side of the pier to get a coffee as well and Peter was like oh you've just been in the sea look this is Grant who's also just been in the sea and I was like hi do you do that every day and he's like yeah I was like cool can I join you because my friends don't want to go in again <laughs> that's how I started and yeah and you know um, certainly helped to get out of the house in the morning because you know working from home working with the kids and I just felt like I needed I needed to get out I needed to get this distance from the place and the situation to then be able to come back in a better mood and in a better mindset because you know it's not fair on the kids either to be like grumpy all day because they don't want to be in the house with me either they they'd rather be in school with their friends but yeah so I I found this um, routine to be amazing just to change my mindset and to change my mood to actually be able to enjoy everyday life and enjoy work um yeah grant my... oh sorry <laughs> that's okay was that it was that, that sorry was i butted in too soon grant what is the most surprising benefit that you've got from this i mean there's some obvious ones that you're going to get you're going to be outside and uh you know pushing your limits improving your well-being any surprising benefits that you've caught from it so i guess the the first thing that's the most surprising thing for me is that i more 
excited about going down to the sea in the morning than I was about going out on a Friday night. Um, so that that then yeah, the fact that I'm sort of got myself out of the mindset that Friday night's the night to get wrecked, I think, is that, you know, if mm. I'm putting put really straight language. Um, and, and past that, then it's really, I think it's the community, actually. So the, yeah. um, the fact that other people want to come with us to start with, the fact that other people want to feel part of something that uh, I didn't, I didn't really see that we were doing anything I get it was a bit weird to be getting in the sea, but I didn't really think we were building anything past other people who might want to go in. And what this turned out to be is much more of a a feeling community and something that people want to come and experience, be a part of, and feel like they've um, they almost feel like they're part of the gang, or we're quite pirate orientated. <laughs> <laughs> being the, near the sea yeah part of the crew exactly yeah um and I, that uh, i i guess I'd, i i thought about this the other day and in the in the bit as a kid i never felt cool if that and and i don't think many people do and i still don't think of myself as that but then people wanted to come and it was like well okay but that's kind of weird but yeah cool you know come along and they looked excited and they told other people and it's just like yeah you just look around at some points I do sort of swim out and look back and think that's absolutely crazy it's funny because um from what I can see is that the the group it, it's it's more than belonging it's you're you're helping people you're like you're saving people you're giving them giving them this opportunity to be part of something to give themselves identity I, I see it so much deeper than a you know a club so i i really i it's not a, i struggle with sitting with that yeah I, I i kind of grasp the concept of what you're talking about mm -hmm. but all of most of those people now who are regulars they're as much as what the community is it's i, I guess we've helped create a space what it's become is the you know it's the summation of of the people the mindset i guess actually the practice happens to be panaf has a very good aspect for sunrise so having that sunrise aspect having the cold water part having community element coffee really or something hot drink wise afterwards really helps but it gives a purpose for staying and being in communication with people, it, like all of those things, it's, it's I, I guess, it's, it seems it's, like, it's a bit of a happy accident. Um, well, that's it. I, I, I think you're being very modest. I, I, I think you really are. You're certainly helping the community of Pinar. And I think every, from what you've created, accidentally, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's, it's really helping people. Through and a little bit of stupidity and yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't there? A bit of mindlessness. It, um, it's it's it is helping people like, i mean look you're you you would not attract the numbers you do and there's people were getting really great benefits from it apart from oh i didn't you know, i didn't mention yeah. photographer and instagram that you know <laughs> thanks oh yes much. of course <laughs> uh, and piotr actually so from piotr and soul coffee uh, i think probably early on was the uh, our, our biggest um 
yeah. communicate. Well, yeah, biggest fan. Let's say. Yeah, on honourable mentions. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Lena, when did uh, well? Uh, two questions actually. When was the decision made? We need an Instagram page. We need a brand name, and we need a logo. When was that made? Um, so Instagram page started on the 26th of April and don't ask me why I know that. I looked it up <laughs> once and it's just still in my brain. Um, so that was the first, um, Instagram post that we did as Dawnstalkers. Grant started the Dawnstalkers, like he, he saved, he established the page quite a while before, but didn't do anything with it. He just saved the name and that was it. And it was just sitting there. And I wanted to stamp my mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it? So, yeah, like, a, like I don't know, is it <laughs> the dog marking his territory? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I see. Yeah, so we had the name and I didn't know how digital rights work. And went, right, okay, Instagram. <laughs> we'll grab a handle. No one else can have that now. That's it. <laughs> and, then yeah. did, and then did nothing. Yeah, and then at some point, I, I do remember we, we were on our inner live side and we walked down and someone said, we should have an Instagram page. And you said, well, we have it. We just don't do anything with it. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. And then you were like, yeah, I've, I've, I've done it. And I was like, oh, can I write something <laughs> then? And that was it. And I just started writing. Um, and I really enjoyed it in the beginning. It was just like, I so... I've never been big on social media. Um, I was always very like private profile and you know, I had like 40 followers, which all of them were my family because I was like, I don't know you, I don't know who you are. You're not seeing anything of me. Um, and same on Facebook, like you couldn't see anything without my friend request. And I wouldn't even, you know, accept people that I actually knew, but you know, it was just, um, so I was like, I've always enjoyed writing quite a bit. So I was like, suddenly was able to get some words out for more people to see, which was awesome. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is, people actually like it, um, which was nice. And, you know, some people actually at the seafront then um, after a few weeks were like, oh, I really liked, I, I really liked your post yesterday. And I'm like, oh, people are actually reading it. It's really nice. I was just like really shocked that, um, yeah, my words, I guess my words reached someone. Um, and, you know, it was all about like mindfulness, changing habits and stuff that we were going through and doing, what, which was just Dawnstock. So it was just very honest. Um, and yeah, that's how it started. And then obviously, yeah, without James's pictures, we wouldn't have anything to make people actually look at it because that's how we get people to click on the posts, like our page, because this, the photographs are stunning. And, um, you know, without James, it would not have grown so much. And yeah. Um, at the moment I'm not writing anyway because I'm super busy and I just I, I just don't have the time for it at the moment and you know pictures are still up there um, people are loving it and at this point it kind of it's kind of all doing itself anyway because we've got so many people James still shares pictures with everyone every day nearly and you know people tag us and it's just it's just become so big now <laughs> oh, camera down <laughs> sorry <laughs> well, um, I, I think James has got a lot to answer for, actually. I said this to Grant, because those photos make it, it look like everyone's having a fantastic time on a I'll beach in, <laughs> on, in Ibiza. But it looks so warm and happy, but obviously it's freezing cold that you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't see the cold in the photos. You, do you know it's what I mean? Like, you see the happiness. You do. There are some pictures where you know, oh, this person literally just walked in. There are some awesome pictures of people literally mm. freezing. Uh, with freezing faces it's amazing but yeah obviously people choose most of the time to post the ones where they look very calm and nice and cozy <laughs> but yeah 
no he does um he does capture emotions so brilliantly it's yeah as i said like even i actually probably prefer the the ones where people actually look really cool because it's just very funny (laughs) so do either of you know how the cold therapy works have either of you looked into it or anything like that yeah i i had i mean uh, wim hof is where most people's access to this idea i think are you a student from. of Wim Hof? <laughs> Is that I've, like... I've read a bit of his book. I've listened to some podcasts. I, I, I was, I, and that's part of the reason that there was interest in cold water was I tried cold showers and I really, I hated them. And actually, I, I, well, I know now I wasn't necessarily staying in for long enough and I was dancing around and not turning it down enough. But at the time it was that sort of, well, what's the point? Is this working? But I think the the real thing is is that, and maybe some people can, and I know some people can do it. But stood on your own in the shower, trying to turn it down to full cold, and then stay stood there, is quite tough, quite mentally challenging, and you don't necessarily get the benefit of it or understand what the point of it is. Whereas when you're stood on the sea as an adult in your shorts in February it's quite difficult not to get in the sea if you said you're going in mm. and that's simple as that you kind of set yourself up to win so and i've done cold showers now where i can't be at the beach so i have missed i think i've i've not been at panar seafront probably for about 20 days the dog's trying to get some water in the background yeah for about 20 days um in the last um 13 months and I think of those, I haven't been in a body of water eight. And there's been some cold showers. So I spent a week in France, did cold showers to get up every morning. And that was very cold. Um, water, yeah, showers fed by mountain water. It's, uh, yeah, really fucking freezing. But, um, you know, I know I could stay in there for five minutes now and feel the benefit. So but I couldn't get that without getting in the sea and understanding it. I suppose it was that was your entry into yeah well exactly <laughs> like to stand in a, a shower cubicle is very different to being in the sea as you explained doesn't it so but for the people to, who don't know who is Wim Hof and what, what are these principles that he's, that that you read about so really it's breath work mindfulness and cold water therapy so having three minutes of cold shower as a basic every day. I guess as a way of uplifting mental health, uh, improving your um, physical and mental well-being. That's... Mm. Well, do, do you know what? It rocked me. At Rockman, our whole reason we're here is to inspire people to push their limits because... We believe that by pushing your limits, you you actually you strengthen your mind by through experience of stress and pressure. It's like an artificial stress and pressure that you can put yourself under. And I see this as it runs. It's almost one in the same. This cold water therapy. You're getting in the sea. Your body is under attack. It's in shock, and it's getting used to be. Um, to that stress, to that pressure, having those feelings, those higher feelings of emotion, the feelings of wanting to get out and learning to calm yourself, collect your thoughts, collect yourself 
and to withstand and see it out. And I think that those benefits can then be taken through into the real world. That That's what I get from it. Is, is that what you, you see it as, Lena? Yeah, definitely. It's um, kind of building resilience, um, stress resilience. And, um, you know, as I said, like a general better mood because you feel like I've done this this morning. Anything from now on will be just easy going this day. And then you do it again next morning. And, you you know, like that's how I how I set myself up for everyday life is easy. If you've done something like that in the morning and have been in like six degree water, there's nothing going to shock me today because I've been shocked this morning and, you know, and I did it and it was really good and I feel amazing for it. And yeah, so um, yes, definitely um, mental well-being um, a lot in it. And yeah. How important do you think uh, mental re resilience is or plays a part in life um, and the mental well-being? How important is resilience in, in particular? Um, for me, it's kind of everything. Um, since So I moved here in August 2020 and then started the CDIPS in February 21 because I really needed something to build resilience, like not be short-tempered anymore. Um, be able to you know go through life a bit calmer and without reacting so quickly to something that's pissing me off um, and um, it certainly did that for me just yeah as I said the fact that I've done this already in the morning and you know since then since I've got into the habit of doing this and I've worked a lot on myself in first lockdown I start, started getting into self-development in the um, first lockdown because it was quite fucking boring <laughs> first lockdown was really lonely so um yeah it worked a lot on that and you know um having these tools and just being able to yeah stay calmer and resist like yeah literally resist stress and be able to decide no okay this is not stressing me out now i can do this in a calm way that's just changed my whole life like that's completely changed who i am like generally um yeah and grant what responsibility do you feel now to the community of the dawn stalkers do you feel a responsibility that you you have to lead them or is this something that belongs to everyone else and it, you're not necessarily in charge does that make sense so it, it's something that's come up along the way that we've um we've had to consider um safety aspects um i mean we're effectively in unorganized or a yeah i guess it is it, it, it is an unorganized community of people who like to do the same thing um so we we create a meeting spot and a time and by going in together it makes it effectively somewhat safer and having some understanding of what you're doing where to get in or what to expect is helpful um we have um been in communication with the RNLI and the Coast Guard. Um, we now have throw lines at the shore. We have risk assessments and method statements. Um, so that there is a there's a certain amount of kind of kind of consideration of liability, but then there's also responsibility. I think for we got to the initially I was there every day no matter what, and it's pretty much stayed that way. But that's really because that's what I want to do. We got to a point, some point last year where we kind of realized that Lena or I didn't need to be there because 
there would always be someone at the shore. And I think the the thing I didn't realise about the responsibility it is now the most important thing was that being there so that you know you can head down to Panar Seafront to get in the water and there'll be someone there. That's and and the responsibility is keeping that alive, keeping that you know. I th- yeah, I think just people knowing that there's someone there is is that's where it's at. Yeah. It's so say someone wanted to start doing this. Um, it's easy for someone in Panar because they can hook you guys up and get down. But what if they're not from Panar? What if they want to go down to their local coastline? But like, how would how would you start this? What would you advise? Not necessarily a safety aspect, like, um, but like how? Well, just so totally go you... out and uh, go out and. I mean, so one, get in and try it. Yeah, I ideally, think that's simple, isn't it? <laughs> ideally, take take someone with you who can possibly alert someone or uh, get you out be aware cold water shocks thing so don't go just jumping in it's sort of slow and steady rather than uh, uh yeah just diving straight in mm. um and i think search out a, you know search out a local community there's there's plenty out there in most bodies of water there are people mm. um i know and if not look at the blue tits because they're probably the most widespread uh, but there is Blue Mind Men groups popping up. Um, blue the, what? Um, <laughs> blue Mind Men. Um, but the, it, you know, the Edinburgh Blue Balls are doing some great things. Up in, uh, <laughs> uh, up just, I'm just loving the name, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've got some fantastic speedos as well. To, uh, or budgie smugglers, I think they like to. Uh, budgie, yeah, um, but they're, they're up on Portobello Beach. Um, the Wet Bandits are, are out of Langlands. Oh, I thought um, alone. Yeah, <laughs> there's um, yeah, there's there's um some big groups. You know, talking. I'm talking about local communities now. There's 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 um Watchtower Waders in Barry that we regularly swim with. Um, there's there's groups down at Aberavon. You know, so any pretty much any beach that you can get in, there's probably a group of swimmers. So yeah, go find them. It's funny. Uh, I don't know if you ever watch. Do you ever watch the SAS show? Um, you know the show I'm on about where they put civilians through their paces, SAS uh, tests. Um, and one of the tests is that they get everyone to walk into cold water and lie there for I don't know how long. But it's just it's funny for me that so that's used as a, one of the tests to separate the wheat from the chaff for the SAS. But you guys have turned it into a leisure group, <laughs> you, guys, you know. <laughs> But I, sticking on ground just for a bit longer, actually, because you were saying you were doing dry January. Now, I'd like to go into that bit because recently I've been thinking, I've really been looking at sort of alcohol in, in, in my uh, life at the moment. Uh, not that I've ever been a big drinker or anything like that, but I could, I'm just noticing that there's a certain cycle I go through. Um, I, I'm always trying to bloody lose weight. And especially, especially in that aspect is that I'll, it's two steps forward then a weekend comes and it's maybe one or two steps back constantly with the alcohol and, and stuff like that what were the reasons that you wanted to do dry january if, if i may ask you know you, uh... so uh, i guess so i i now talk about alcoholism and drug dependency and that i think the mentality certainly in the uk we, we have quite a high alcoholism rate uh and in fact i think it's in countries with um, short days, so less daylight. It's quite 
it's more common um and i i, I it, it's the thing of we have a drink for any reason so celebration commiseration good week bad week and i was getting to friday night and trying to trying to recreate a festival and then in lockdown that was recreate a festival in the house and as you said it's a cycle it's kind of two days forward two days back and trying to break that and lockdown and um coronavirus in a way really helps because there was less to do so as much as in the start of lockdown the the for me it was drink more and like lots of people there wasn't a weekend it was wednesday night was the weekend because <laughs> yeah and but then not having not having the social events where i'd be expected to drink helped uh, but and I'm but I'm on the other the, the sort of the other side now is actually that as social events start to come back I haven't had that conditioning, so spending time out, you know, almost kind of out of my comfort zone actually. So you know, in the water I've got some comfort zone. It doesn't get easier getting in the water, but um, I know what to expect. Mm. Whereas um, sitting, you know, going out to a concert uh, or going out actually to a I went out and saw Fatboy Slim quite recently. Sober. Uh, sober. And that wow. was that was the first time I got immersed in a crowd and danced and actually thought, okay, I, I can get connected without alcohol. Mm. But it it still took some it took some thinking, it could it took some getting over myself actually, getting out of my way, or getting over the fact that, you know, three two or three drinks and I'd have felt really comfortable. What, what benefits have you felt from uh, the stopping drinking? You're saying it's 13 months now, right? What have you seen? Just, just, I, I can't keep up with everyone's names at the shore, but the, one of the first things I noticed is I could remember everyone's names. So probably for about the first 100 people at the shore, I kn- knew everyone's names. Really? Uh, and that was... You know, I, I was a person who wandered around saying, well, I, you know, I'm not good with names. I can do faces. And I think that was that was the first sort of sign of okay, some of the, there's something lifted, some fuzziness or yeah, and, um, and health that, benefits I mean, as well. Health, well, for sure. I mean, it was yeah. So as much as I couldn't walk up and downstairs for a couple of days, ten k off the bat, that was uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that felt impressive. Um, so it was actually, so I'm not particularly flexible, but I I, I took my daughter climbing. Um, she's so she just turned eight, and um, I've always been really bad at climbing because I can't keep my weight close to the wall because I'm not flexible enough. But I mm. noticed that I climbed better than I'd ever done before and thought, well, you know, what's the difference? Why, why suddenly can I kind of maneuver my weight? And, and, and yeah, that's got to be flexibility. And, I, and the only thing I can assume is less lactic acid. In. It could be. That's one of the things that the cold water therapy does, right? It just flushes it out. Is that right? Well, Am I right or wrong? <laughs> I might be making this up. <laughs> well, certainly it's, it reduces inflammation. Mm. Uh, it, I'm pretty sure it helps oxygenate the system to some extent because you're... Yeah. I'm going to look it up after this. I'm gonna, I am gonna. want to know what, I, what is the scientific benefit. That's why I got my cold water barrel, actually. I wanted it um, for inflammation because as I'm getting older now, when I'm doing the running... You're not that old yet. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm 37. My knees would 
would throb. Um, so I got that for the information. So you do yeah, run a lot, though, don't you? I do. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess so. I, in it's sort of waves, like I'll go through two, three months where I'm running a lot, and then it will dip, and I won't run a lot, and you know. But yeah, it's that period where I'm doing a lot. It's um, it can take its toll on the the joints. Now, Lena, you have just started a well-being venture. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, so I talk, have not. Yeah, talk to me a bit about that. Yeah, so I, I want to. So well, I kind of want to start and say, like, you know, the whole thing that's happened with Dawnstalkers and creating something where you share an experience that's good for you and that helps you with, you know, like all the things we've just talked about, um, mental well-being, stuff like that. Um, seeing how that just exploded um, without really us, you know, expecting anything like that um, inspired me to keep... So I, I, I knew my au pair job was going to be over in January, so it's over now. Um, and, you know, I knew I was going to stay in Wales because I didn't want to go back to Germany. But um, I also didn't want to go back into a nine-to-five. You know, I'm an interior decorator. I could have gotten an, a normal job again. Um, but I, I just, I just long to keep on doing what we do now. Um, and, you know, being with the kids was quite nice because, you know, very flexible and I had time to go in the sea before I start working and all this stuff. Um, and then I started thinking about starting my own business months ago um, before, yeah, you know, before my au pair job actually came to an end, I decided I will try to do something along those lines, mental well-being and mindfulness, um, sharing an experience with people and helping people, yeah, strengthen their you know resilience um be be just be happier that's what i said in the right beginning when we um you know when the when the sea dips were very very new i just i i got out of the water and i was like literally telling everyone like come in the sea with us it's amazing and i was like i just want everyone to be as happy as i am when i come out of the sea um so i just i i yeah i like don't talk is amazing well, i i want to go a bit further and i want to do a bit more than just the morning so you know and we are we're looking to get a headquarter for Dawnstalkers and all this, and that's super exciting. Um, but I also thought I'm going to do something, another thing. <laughs> so um, I'm looking to start um, well-being days, like I call them retreat days, because it feels like it, it feels a bit like you're going on a retreat. Um, I want to take people out on a lead group hike um, and then add several stops in for mindfulness exercises and really make people realise that you know it's it's okay to take a break and you actually really need to take a break um because that means you can prevent um your body at some point telling you to need a break and then this break is a bit longer you know i've had a um a burnout case in my family the other day um which was quite unexpected i didn't i didn't think um he was struggling that much you know but um and that's the thing he was always full on um in a very good job very well paid but you know like never taking time to actually wind down in the evening and stuff and um it's yeah it's really important for me to make people realize hey come on maybe take a break <laughs> for a day or it doesn't even have to be, be a day but you know like my ideal um way of doing that and facilitating that um would be will be taking people onto group hikes and mindful exercises in between well 
stop at the lake for a cold water dip so I can actually really combine all those things that have had that that help have helped me um in the last year to become the happiest version I've ever been um you know when I told my mum I'm not I'm not coming back to Germany I was I was shitting myself to tell her that because you know I was meant to go for a year um and then told her and that was quite early last year actually so I, I decided quite quickly because you know once Dawnstalker started kicking off I was like there's no way I'm leaving that at all <laughs> so I said well I'm, I'm I'm not coming back and she was like um oh no it's, it's started differently yeah she she was just like so what are you going to do in January um because I said I I um um I um prolonged the the au pair yeah I was actually only supposed to stay with family till August um, so I was like, right, what am I going to do in January? I'm not coming back home. And she said, yeah, no, I mean, job wise, <laughs> I know you're not coming back. Yeah. I said, oh, OK. <laughs> she knew. Um, yeah, she just knew. And she also said, please don't, because I've never seen you so happy. Just don't you dare coming back, um, you know, because, yeah, like, as I said, I really am a different person. And, you know, it, it was really hard to leave. I've got a six year old brother. Um, so he yeah obviously like I'm fine with contacting my mum via phone you know with text and stuff like it doesn't feel like they're they are far away obviously I'm not texting with my six-year-old brother you know so he's the only person I really like struggle to like I really miss him and the others are just like you know they're a phone call away um but yeah so even though I do really miss him that I've I, I have not considered moving back to Germany since last February or January even because you know um yeah I, I just I've just found my place and um yeah now I, I want to go on to do a little bit more of that and actually make it my everyday job to make people happy and help them find a bit more peace in themselves well I think that's it I mean it's it's purpose and meaning it sounds like the dawn stalkers have given you is given you guys some sort of deep intrinsic just purpose and meaning for, for for, yeah. your, for your being you know and you can't get much more important than that and no wonder you don't want to leave it behind I mean it is you Dawn Stalkers is you now it sort of be like leaving behind your baby you know and you know the most important part of you Grant what what's the future hold where are we taking the Dawn Stalkers are we going worldwide <laughs> or we got uni oh yeah we're taking yeah. over the world <laughs> The moon, <laughs> in the sea of tranquility on the that, moon. Yeah, that, that'd, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> I, so uh, we'd like to do more in the community that we already belong to. So Lena mentioned a community hub of some form. Um, we've looked at whether we, they've got the odd person who would like to sort of create a similar group at another shore so looking at those sorts of opportunities um uh, and i guess also looking at what does our existing community want needs what can we start to put on to kind of i guess solidify some of the practices that we're talking about some of the the the, the mindfulness some of the other I guess almost biohacking. So I keep I, I've been talking about biohacking in our in our um, group chats recently because it's something that seems quite 
almost it's not elitist but it's expensive because as you it's it's a machine that costs so much money that's imported from the states and costs how much however much per half hour session so what is was are you allowed to tell us what this machine is or i mean there's there's cryogenic machines there's um there's uh flotation tanks uh but it's looking at i guess looking at ways that we can add value with and whether it be a community hub or what, what can we add value to that we do at the beach every day or can we put on talks and put out information in regards to cold water therapy it, it, and, and how do we expand the platform to make it um we want to add value so that that's what we're working on because really the first year was kind of let's go to the beach every day let's talk about it we've we'll put a logo to it have some t-shirts to give something for people to buy into feel a sense of belonging put on a couple of community events it's how do we expand on that and that yeah in the background we are working fairly hard on that yeah well i hope it comes off because i think that's it needs to continue to grow you can see you've got you've got the audience there there's people want to be a part of this um i've experienced similar with rockman as well and it's it's crazy that um you put something out there that people want or are attracted to like you do create this community I, i've been surprised i mean for rock let me get my well you've got up. some fantastic you've got some really kind of high level athletes in your like roster as such we got a couple we got a couple but it's they're just they're the, the the show people at the top you know it's the community underneath of every of people that i yeah, love but, the most, i know? guess it's, so I, from your point so what I've, i'm always think is well why so i i don't get why and sometimes i get an inclination of it so why so how you know why did some the the people at the top of the roster why did they join yeah and i know it looks cool for the rest of the community but i think it comes down to um values and what you stand for i think th i think that's all what it does I, I i work in marketing uh day to day and whenever we come up with brands it's it's all it's always about you know what's your aim what are you trying to achieve and why and that's and that's your essence and then you you build upon that that's where you start that's your core your why are you doing it that's it simple as why are you doing what you're doing um and i think you guys have got it right and I've, i hope to think rockman have got it right because rockman put on some disgusting challenges that are going to put people through the paces you know <laughs> they're not going to enjoy them but people come they love it and just like you guys people are going to get really bloody cold in the sea but because the reason why is so strong people go there um and i'd love seeing what you're doing and I, i'd love to see it grow i'd love to see this community hub down there i think it's just all about bringing people together with you're offering something that isn't off the shelf you know like we there's so many major corporate brands out there nowadays like i don't know if you go to any of any city across the uk it's like you're going to the same city it's the same shops um but you're something independent something new and you're going against the grain i think so many people nowadays are told to you know avoid stressful situations avoid pressure oh you, you know you don't want to upset them you don't want to upset their mental well-being but you're you're saying no get 
comfortable well, being uncomfortable. It's giving people access to do it for themselves. And I think that's, that's that you kind of hit on something really strong there, but we had a discussion about, about inclusivity and about how you be kind to someone, but you can kill someone with kindness. It, so I'm, and I guess be hiding behind the platform, I'll call people out and tell them to get in the sea. And it's, you know, it with love. <laughs> But yeah. get in the sea, and no, I'm not saying everyone has to get in the sea. There's there's plenty, there's other access, but you can't. We're providing the opportunity in the space. You choose. That's yeah, and you take that step, and then we'll be you know we'll be with you, we'll be beside you, we'll help, coerce, perhaps yeah. a bit of peer pressure, but. It's allowing someone the space to take that step, and and giving them a call to action to do it. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, do you know what? I had the similar thought recently about, um, say, someone really didn't want the help, but you knew if they took it, they'd feel much better. And it's like you do. I think there is a healthy amount of pushing you can do, but you don't want to do it that you're really upsetting them. I suppose there is a balance and everyone's individual as well so you're going to have to make a judgment it's not you know a populist thing it's not you can't do it put the same plan for a whole group you're gonna to have to do it for each individual aren't you and as long as you've got the self-awareness i suppose to read that person and read yourself and how you're affecting them that should hopefully help did that make sense yeah for sure. <laughs> i don't know i mean whenever someone messages the page and says um you know where do you meet what, what time I, I I'll always respond with the information, and then when are you coming? Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, it's a call to action. So yeah, great. When? Yeah, Lena. Lena, what's your approach to getting people in? Do you, do you kick them up the ass as well? Um, <laughs> I do say yeah. I think Grant is a bit more on the tough love side. Um, I do eventually kind of drag them into the sea holding my hand basically that's it I think no um so yeah I do have I think I so the good thing is that I attract more the girl side you know young girls kind of come to me a bit more and um Grant you know gets a bit the older audience sorry <laughs> how, how do you how do I say that without sounding offensive um but <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, you know. <laughs> um, we've talked about that before, and there is definitely a way to say it without sounding. Yeah, mean, Lena's but... young enough to be my daughter, so and actually, we worked out that I look quite like a dad. <laughs> You're also oh, only a skateboarder. Sure, Sigmund Freud would have something to say about this uh, <laughs> this uh, partnership. Um, but yeah, so I I'm a bit more on the so when people we we get some people saying right I really want to come but I'm really scared and you know I, I'm I'm not good in a big crowd of people and I've um and I'm always then the one who's like right come on then meet me there I'm Lena I you know I'm wearing this jacket whatever um and I'll go in with you and I tend to have like a longer conversation Grant likes to respond in what like you've probably uh noticed that in like a few words and I'm a bit more on the paragraph side um it's just did it to me. Good. Grant Sorry. did it to me. I, yeah, I said I I'll be I'll be down between half, half seven and quarter to eight, and he said I'll see you at half seven then. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and 
I was there That's at 25 it. past. I know. Um, um, <laughs> in by half seven. <laughs> and, you know, um, so it's, it's just a bit of a different approach, but eventually we both get the people in the water. And, you know, in the beginning, um, when we were only five, um, I was the one who coached new people in. Um, you know, now I can't do this with everyone because it's just too bloody many. But um, yeah, I, I knew I knew everyone's story. I knew, you know, I've had a long chat with everyone who was new because um, that's just what interests me. I'm like, I, I want to know why people are there. I know I, I really missed when Dawn Soccer suddenly became big um, over the summer. I really missed this one-on-one -on -one connection that I had with people. Um, because suddenly was so many that I couldn't actually have this connection with everyone anymore. Um, and that's also, you know, why I want to kind of want to go back and not back, but kind of want to do something um, else as well, where I concentrate on a little group of people more. Um, but yeah, eventually we do get the people in. I suppose that you, you said, you mentioned um, you, you take it, you know, it is a case by case basis. I think it's the, the outward bravado of the kind of, the the brand or the dawn stalker is quite uh, pirate is the best way to describe yeah. it you know that but yeah you get when you're when you're face to face someone you see someone scared you you don't say get the sea That's no no i've been there you're, yeah. you're very yeah. gentle grant you know we did we did have a photo in there. <laughs> we did we did i told i told you i had to delete one of them uh we look, looked a bit 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 like a, an odd couple but um there was i, I was gentle what, yeah you were very gentle there's a there's a good saying i like um before someone told me it's like if you if if you want to run you've got to run if you want to play rugby you've got to play rugby if you want to box you've got to box and it's like if you want to get in the cold water you've got to get in the cold water that's why they're there right yeah. they got to remember why they're there and they've got to i suppose meet meet it head on you know not be intimidated meet it meet it with confidence and, and there must be something in it because people yeah. keep getting in they do i tell you do you guys have tattoos i don't you don't have to go yet back. you look the man who would have a couple <laughs> of tats but it's like they say tattoos are addictive and um, I've got one or two and they're not addictive. What it is, I think the first one you get, you break down that mental barrier that you had in your head thinking, oh my God, it's going to hurt. This is a big deal. It's ink for life. You get your first one, you realize it's not a big deal. It doesn't really matter. And then your second one is such an easier decision to make. And I think that's like, it's like the sea. It's like getting in the sea because the night before I came down, I was so anxious, just like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Because it's yeah, February, said, man. It's winter. Um, as I left, I said to the wife, I was like, don't worry. It's my first and last time, love. Don't worry. Um, and then when I got out of the sea with you, Grant, I was like, I'm doing this again. <laughs> I am doing this again. And I think that going in once just broke down those barriers that I had in my head, the, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the pain. Um, and I, I, it's going to be so much easier getting in the second, third, fourth time, and um, lots of benefits. I'll get a tattoo. There we go. And you can now get. <laughs> it, a might, tattoo. it might be John Star. I've, I've always said that it, I've, I have thought maybe I'll be the first person to have DS tattooed on me, but it was always going to be "Don't be a dick," which is my general mantra for life. 
that you what well, you said that earlier about um be kind and i that's that's my personal um alternative is don't be a dick i don't i i i don't necessarily believe in being kind all the time but just don't be a dick <laughs> you know because i think there is there's a healthy amount well of, we, uh, yeah and i figure i need reminding quite a lot so um, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's why lean us with you <laughs> I don't, I, yeah I, I i mean i have a number of sounding boards to make sure that i'm then put back in my place on a fairly regular basis so guys if people want to follow you where can they find you <laughs> me i don't know uh, it, it, so I, I guess we're most um active on instagram that's yeah. at dawn stalkers facebook most us fed through from instagram but we will we respond do. on there um, we, I do respond on Facebook, um, but yeah. So main main following is definitely on Instagram, and um, you know, open our seafront. Just come say hi. It. That's it. Like a chat. We're there every day. Every morning. Every morning. Pop and, on down. You know, past, past that, e email uh, email Rockman, and they'll forward this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, email me. Uh, and it's it, yeah just send me your bank details and then i will forward you on to the dawn stalkers <laughs> uh thank you very much guys thank you very much for your time very i well. really enjoyed the thank chat thank you yeah <laughs> I, I shouldn't have been scared i was a bit i wasn't no, sure what to expect scared. it's just a chat it's just a chat what you should be scared about grant though is uh the rockman challenge which you're going to be signing up to very soon um i'm sure What's the Rockman challenge? Well, we have many. Uh, my, it's my time I, to promote. I'm not, I'm not we do monthly challenges. <laughs> um, check them out. They're on the website. So if, if, you, want, if you wanted to do one. When's um, the next one, though? Um, it started today. It's called The Sickener. The, I've, I did see a post <laughs> about that. I mean, I mean, in the, the, the is, it, is it the Tenavan or is it the Rockman Tenavan 10? So yeah, well, we we've built it as Operation Elevation. That's a personal challenge for my, for me myself. Well, so um, I'll certainly come for a, a couple of elevations. Yeah, pop on down, support. pop on down. I'll be there all day, twenty four hours, on that hill. There's a couple of there's a couple of ponds on the way up as well. There is, there is. Um, I'll I'll bear it in mind. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, it gives me a reason for coming. So. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. There's a lovely one. Just, uh, just, uh, we'll, we'll come up and then go it. in and then come up again. And then, yeah. Well, I'll give you a wave from the peak, yeah, yeah. from the summit. Okay. See you bobbing along. Yeah, but thank you very much. Um, I will catch you guys soon. I will probably see you not this weekend, but the weekend after. I'll pop down and have a look. See you at the shore. Cool. See you guys. <laughs>